Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to... We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Las Vegas and all the peoples of the world listening all over the place, wherever you might be listening from. I am Crystal Heath. This is The Frittle Show. You're tuned in to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. We're broadcasting from the studios outside Liberty Baptist Church at 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard, where this coming Sunday, October 9th, we are going to have free pumpkins, we are going to have free pony rides, a free petting zoo, free face painting, free games, free bounce houses. It's literally probably the only place this election season where people will tell you things are free, and they actually are. But no need to thank us. We just want you to come. We just want you to be here. We just want to meet you and your family and have you join us for that special day. There is one thing that is not free, and these are the food trucks. I think we're going to have six food trucks here, from pizza to corn on the cob to gourmet fries and some sort of Starbucks on wheels, except it's not Starbucks. It's just frou-frou coffee if you're into that. So much fun. So you should join us. If you want to be part of the program, the number is 702-647-4522. Or you can email us at radio at experienceliberty.com. Tonight is the first and only vice presidential debate. 6 p.m. Pacific time. So actually, right when this show is going on, I think, on our rerun hour... (laughs) But if you would like to tune in, it will be 90 minutes. I'm not sure, I I believe, that the vice presidential debate will reflect the first presidential debate in that there will not be any commercial breaks. They will go straight through. 90 minutes of debate, uh, same as with the presidential debate. It'll be easier to not find it. I mean, harder. It'll be harder to not find the debate on your TV than it will be to find it if you'd like to watch it. It will be on ABC, NBC, Fox News, CBS, MSNBC, Fox, Fox Business, CNN, Univision, Telemundo, and C-SPAN. No word on C-SPAN, too. Guessing probably not there. You can also stream it online if you don't have any of those... Cable or non-cable stations, you can stream it online uh, on C- uh, CBSN, YouTube, Yahoo, the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, the Daily Caller, Hulu is even going to have a replay in case you'd like to watch it tomorrow. If you want to listen instead of watching, NPR is the way to go. It'll also be on Facebook Live, it'll be on Snapchat Live, Twitter is streaming live content. Like you literally can't miss it unless you want to. That's how much it will be on. Starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, Tuesday tonight. That's where you want to go. If you're into substance in debates, if you think that that should be a thing, my thought is that this will be the most substantive debate that we will have this election season. 
think Mike Pence and Tim Kaine are both very capable candidates for their respective parties and should have a good discussion. I wouldn't be surprised if we say, see more of the uh, the social issues discussed this evening. I think it is, it is wisdom on the side of the Trump campaign if they let uh, Mike Pence address those issues because he has been a strong advocate of uh, social conservatism and I think would present that better than Trump himself. So I think they they may dodge a bullet if they can deal with the social issues tonight and then potentially avoid them in future debates, but we will see. Uh, I think Pence could also do a, a good job of getting, um, delving into Tim Kaine's, uh, how should I say this? Being Catholic when Catholic is convenient for him because his, his opinions and beliefs are not really reflective of much of the Catholic faith, but we'll see how that goes. I think it should be I think it should be a good conversation. And I just found this out literally like ten minutes ago when I was looking up the ways that you can watch the debates so that I could share them with you. You can now watch debates in virtual reality thanks to NBC and Altspace virtual reality. You can watch a debate in virtual reality. Like you're there this has become one of my life goals for the next month <laughs> to watch a debate in virtual reality. That just, to me, that sounds so cool. So if you happen to own any type of virtual reality technology that you'd like to let me borrow, we can, we can work that out. That would not be a problem. I'm happy to test that for you. Also, if there is any retail stores listening, managers that have some virtual reality equipment that they need to have tested. I will do that free of charge. We'll volunteer my time and services on the virtual reality uh, debate watching. Not a problem. Also, reminder, if you are here in Nevada, this is your last week to register to vote. You need to get your voter registration completed before Saturday. Actually, I think you have until... I don't maybe next Monday but be on the safe side get it done no you don't have till next Monday because we couldn't register on Sunday it's either Friday or Saturday let me just look it up why don't I do that because I have Google so I can do that alright um yes I understand that you needed a Nevada driver's license to register to vote that's fantastic what I want to know is the deadline, Google. All right, so the deadline to register to vote by mail, yes, okay, it is this Saturday. You can register online up until the 18th or in person at the Clark County Election Office until the 18th as well, but get it done this week. Just do it. If you want to register to vote, get it done this week. Early voting opens here in our state in a few weeks, and even if you cannot stand what's happening at the top of the ballot. There are elections down the ticket that uh, there are good people running for good offices. Well, not good offices, but good people running for a variety of offices that need your help, that need your support. So be sure to register to vote so that you can participate in the electoral process, whether that be in voting for the president all the way down to your uh, mayor or whomever else or everything in between. But you have to be registered in order to do that, and you want to register this week. So please 
do that. It's very simple, especially if you have an ID. You can register online in 10 minutes or less if you are even remotely computer savvy. All right, so. Oh, let's just stick with this political theme since that's where we started this morning. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last few days, you probably heard that the New York Times uh, released some information about Donald Trump's income taxes. And we have learned that Mr. Trump may have avoided paying federal income tax for nearly 20 years. This is from The Blaze. The billionaire businessman claimed nearly $916 million in business losses in 1995, a number so substantial that it would have allowed Trump to avoid paying federal income taxes for 18 years, according to The Times. The number was revealed in a partial income tax return leaked to The Times. The partial return reportedly shows that Trump's losses in his Atlantic City casino projects, the Trump Airline Project, and the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan were a staggering $916 million. See, I would have thought that being in Home Alone would have made the Plaza Hotel a staggering success. Because I feel like any kid growing up in the 90s that saw Macaulay Culkin uh, in Home Alone at the Plaza just wanted to go there. Back to the article. Under typical circumstances, the Internal Revenue Service will allow an individual to offset their losses with any future amount owed. But because his number of losses was so high in 1995, Trump has potentially avoided any tax liabilities for nearly two decades. Although it isn't known for a fact whether or not Trump avoided paying any income taxes at all, the revelation doesn't necessarily help Trump, who has been pressured by challenger Hillary Clinton to release his complete tax record. Trump has contended that he will release his returns once he is no longer being audited. He has a vast benefit from his destruction in the early 1990s, Joel Rosenfeld, an assistant professor at New York University, told the Times. According to the Times, the partial tax return documents were mailed to their Manhattan office in an envelope indicating they came from Trump Tower. The envelope was postmarked in New York City. More from the Times. The documents consisted of three pages from what appeared to be Mr. Trump's 1995 tax returns. The pages were mailed last month to Suzanne Craig, a reporter at the Times who has written about Mr. Trump's finances. The documents were the first page of a New York State resident income tax return, the first page of a New Jersey non-resident tax return, and the first page of a Connecticut non-resident tax return. Each page bore the names and social security numbers of Mr. Trump and Marla Maples, his wife at that time. Only the New Jersey form had what appeared to be their signatures. Tax experts hired by the Times said the tax return did not suggest any wrongdoing by Trump, despite the large business losses, which the experts said would have triggered extra scrutiny from the IRS. Still, the documents mailed to the Times represented only a small fraction of the tax returns Trump would have filed in 1995. The documents were even confirmed by Jack Mitnick, a lawyer and certified public accountant who handled Trump's tax returns for more than three decades. Mitnick was the preparer of the partial returns sent to the Times. This is legit, he told the newspaper on Wednesday when presented with a copy of the documents. In response, the Trump campaign declined to comment on the documents, instead of releasing a statement that neither confirmed nor denied the legitimacy of the documents. Mr. Trump is a highly skilled businessman who has a fiduciary, 
fiduciary responsibility to his business, his family, and his employees to pay no more taxes than legally required, the campaign statement read. That being said, Mr. Trump has paid hundreds of millions of dollars in property taxes, sales and excise taxes, real estate taxes, city taxes, state taxes, employee taxes, and federal taxes. Mr. Trump knows the tax code far better than anyone who has ever run for president, and he is the only one that knows how to fix it at it. The campaign also took jabs at Clinton, and then it goes on. All right, so the points I want to make from this uh, piece, because this is the big news in the political world. Some are saying, oh, is this the October surprise? I really don't think it is, because I don't think that anyone that supports Trump is going to have a problem with this. One, because he didn't do anything that wasn't legal. And while Hillary is trying to paint this as, see, he doesn't care about you, he hasn't paid any money towards our troops, he hasn't paid any money towards uh, your health care or your child care, whatever else it is that Hillary thinks that your tax dollars should be paying for for someone else, the fact is, he didn't break the law in any way. Now, I think you could make the argument of perhaps Mr. Trump's you know, if, if if your big claim to fame is that you are the most successful businessman that ever walked the planet, maybe $916 um, million in losses might suggest otherwise. I think if you want to make an argument, you could try for that one. I still think that one's kind of weak, but it would be more legit than saying, ooh, evil businessman didn't pay taxes. No, he took $916 million in losses. And I think this campaign statement just hits the nail on the head. They ended it with, Mr. Trump knows the tax code far better than anyone who has ever run for president. Clearly. If you could take $916 million in losses legally and avoid paying taxes because of that for 20 years... Yeah, I'd say he knows the tax code pretty well then. Or his or his attorneys or whomever's doing this. Honestly, if you pay taxes, any amount of taxes, there's a little part of you that's going, do I have any kind of losses? Can I not pay taxes? And New York? Come on, people. I guarantee you he is paying close to, if not over, 50% of his income in taxes if he if he's paying them. His personal taxes, not his corporate taxes. His personal taxes. I have friends in New York. I have friends in New York that literally make millions of dollars, and the taxes in New York are outrageous. They pay over 50% of their income in taxes. So... Say what you will. I don't think it's a scandal. I don't think it's an October surprise. So Trump took $916 million in business losses. Eh. Alright. He knows how to use the... He, he, he understands the tax code. And he used it to his advantage in business. I don't, I don't see that it's a scandal. I just don't. But perhaps you disagree with me. You're allowed, because this is America still. We're not yet a communist country, so you can disagree with me. And that's why I'm allowed to say these things on the radio, by the way. If you would like to share your thoughts, you can tweet me. I'm at the Frittle on Twitter, or you can call 702-647-4522. Today's programming 
is underwritten by a nonprofit, Hope Christian Health Center. Hope Christian Health Center exists to glorify God by demonstrating Christ's love among our Las Vegas neighbors through excellent and affordable primary health care for all. You can reach them at 702-644-HOPE or online at hopehealthvegas.org. Our thanks to Hope Christian Health Center for their support. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to play Michael W. Smith with Grace, and then we'll be back. Our station owner, My pastor, my boss, Dr. David Tice, is going to be in studio. So don't go away because he will want you to listen, and so do I. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. Our station owner has blessed us with his presence today. Dr. David Tice is in the house. How are you, Dr. Tice? I'm doing great, and it's wonderful to be here. Isn't it exciting what God is doing through... It really is. ...through KBXL and through uh, just everything at Liberty. It's so wonderful. It is. And while you were thinking that, I started chuckling because I was actually cleaning out my phone last week. I'm in the process of changing to a new phone, and I found a picture of your Disneyland brick that I had taken at, uh, at Disneyland. I don't know why that's what I thought of, but that's that's where my brain went. Hey, my grandchildren, early on, when I first became a grandpa, bought that for me. I think I only had two grandchildren at the time, and then I... Oh, wow. And, uh, they, they, uh, they must have smashed their piggy banks that's then. That's exactly yeah. right, and they, they got me that, and that the brick has <laughs> held its its own for the last 10 or 12 years. It's actually very cool that you have a brick at Disneyland, but that's not at all why you're on today. Uh, we're actually talking about the sermon series that you started this past Sunday uh, called Weapons of Our Warfare. So, you know, if we're going with the um, with the verse itself, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, but you went with the belt of truth, which kind of threw me off a little bit because we switched to... Uh, to Ephesians instead of going where I thought we were going. So yes. explain, please. First Corinthians tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, yes, uh, but mighty. And, and it's through those weapons we are able to cast off and uh, vain imaginations and everything that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. What Satan does is he does exalt himself against the knowledge of God. He mm. makes... He makes the obstacles he throws in our way seem so huge, yeah. but if we have the truth and we're living according to the truth, we know the truth, then the truth makes it possible for us to understand that that's vain imaginations. That's nothing. Whatever Satan tells us is a lie. In fact, the Bible says that he is a liar, and he was from the beginning, and he is the father of the lie. He's the one mm. that invented the lie. So he lies to us. He tells us, he tells us in Psalms, he told the psalmist, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And I hear Christians quote that, you know, all the foundations are being destroyed. The point of the passage in Psalms is this, and it's so exciting. It's It's not that we have no hope? No. Oh, that's not it? Okay. (laughs) The, the, The point is that the foundations cannot be destroyed. Sure. The, the, the Psalm, the Psalm chapter eleven, which says, "If the foundations be destroyed, what can, what can the righteous do?" David is quoting Satan, who comes to him mm. and says, "Hey, there's no hope. It's 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 useless. If the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Flee like a bird. You've got to run. You're going to be ensnared." And and David comes back and says. Listen, be still, my soul. Understand this. God is still on the throne. You cannot destroy. It doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says. It doesn't matter what our president says. It doesn't matter who's doing what. 
The yeah. foundations of God cannot be destroyed. That's why we still have a seven-day week. You can't destroy that because sure. God established that. That's why the sun still comes up and it still goes down. Why? Because God established that. Mm. What God has established will not, will not be destroyed. God established three institutions. He established the family. He established uh, human government. And he established the local church. And as long as this planet exists, those institutions will continue. Whether we like the way they operate or not yeah. uh, uh, isn't the issue. The issue is the foundations of God cannot be destroyed. So what does that got to do with, with the weapons of our warfare? What's that got to do with the armor of God? Um, well, you started with, with truth, yes. so I'm, I'm guessing that's where we're going. Yes, we, we, <laughs> the, the, we, we, the Bible tells us this. In 1 Corinthians, it tells us that we have these weapons of our warfare. So what that, are these that, weapons? That cast down the vain imaginations. So yeah. The first weapon that he talks about, he gives us five, off, uh, five defensive weapons, and he gives us one offensive weapon. And the first defensive weapon is the belt of truth. Now, the belt uh, in, in Roman armor that Paul is talking about was the, the belt that held, it, it, was, it was something that kept the body together, number one. Yeah. And number two, all the other instruments, all the other weapons were somehow connected to that belt. So it was very, very important. He talks about the belt of truth, how important truth is for the believer. It is so, so important, and that's what we discussed yesterday, of course, the fact that we have to, as believers, know the truth. If we're going to overcome Satan and the weapons of, uh, uh, and his, uh, the weapons of his warfare with the weapons of our warfare, we have to. We have to start with knowing the truth. So we, how do we do that? How do we know truth? Well, we know the, the famous question, what is truth? Yeah, Pilate said that to yes. Jesus, what is truth? When he was looking at truth. Mm -hmm. Listen, we can blind ourselves to truth saying, I don't want to hear the truth. We as Christians, the Bible says, says can deceive ourselves. We do not yeah. want to hear the truth. Yeah. Uh, the truth is the word of God. The truth about creation is found in the word of God. He's the only one that was here, so he's the only one that can tell us what <laughs> happened. People can speculate. It's like he's an expert. Yes, like he, like if if there's an eyewitness, you can yeah. believe him. Well, God was here, so I can believe him about creation. If I can create, if I can believe him about creation, then I can believe him about purpose. Why do we exist? If I can believe him about why we exist, I can believe him about what's going to happen when I'm gone and where I'm going and what's coming up next. And so, I've, I've got to make a decision. As a believer, do I really believe the Bible to be the Word of God? And if I settled, if that's settled in my mind, and for the believer it should be, mm -hmm. if that's settled in my mind, then I have a I have a foundation on which to build my life. The Word of God it has endured, and the Bible says it will endure forever. So God preserves His Word. That's the truth. So that's number the one, truth. and that's the truth that we know. That's that yeah, we know the truth. So we know the truth. Where do we go from there? Okay. Based on now what we know, I've got to make sure that I'm speaking the truth. You know, sure. we are we are tempted to lie. The Bible says, "Let God be true, and every, every man, man." And that word that's talking about mankind. So it doesn't just mean so me. It doesn't. It, it means so it you does too, apply Crystal. To me? Yes, oh, it, man. It, it, okay. it applies to you, <laughs> male and female. Uh, we have a we are liars. We we have a tendency 
to want to protect our image by yeah. either exaggerating or outri- outright denying truth. We see that. All right, wait, but wait, but wait, because there are some kids listening. So you said exaggerating. You just equated exaggeration with lying. Absolutely. Somebody said to me, what? It was just a little lie, and so I said, "What's a little lie?" And the answer is, "Well, it's 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 a lie. It's a lie. That's not that big. It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah. To not tell the truth is a lie." I said yesterday there was a couple reasons that you can legitimately lie. Mm. War changes everything. You're not allowed to kill people. Sure. Uh, in uh, but in war, you're you're granted that that opportunity to do that for the defense of your nation or whatever it is you're fighting for. Uh, we find in the Bible people telling non-truths. Right. Then, then there's always... Right, like there, Rahab, when she hides the spies, right. obviously she's lying. She lies, yeah. obviously. And so why? Because war changes things. Yeah. And God, and you say, well, is that right? God let it happen, and mm-hmm. God commends her for it, so therefore it's okay in a time of war. Certain things are okay in a time of war. There's also the, there's also the time that the... the um, that the the wife asked the husband, "Does this dress make me look fat?" <laughs> it's all right at, those, at at times like that. So that would be a, lie. So you're equating that with the time of war. That's right. I, yeah, because if because he tells the could, truth, it would lead <laughs> to war. So uh, so he cannot understood. He cannot. Uh, it's all right in times like that. Somebody's, so there are some limits to speaking truth. Yes, that's There's right. Some, some prudence and wisdom. <laughs> Okay, got okay. it. So anyway, the, tr- the 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 Bible says we need to speak the truth, and we need to speak the truth in love. And, and I mean, of course, we're jesting about that, but the truth is, we need to make sure that what we're speaking is truth. That's mm-hmm. why it's important. We get down on politicians all the time because they say this and they say that, and they go here and they sure. go there. But how often do we speak off the cuff without checking out our facts? Mm. Somebody says something that's that promotes our agenda, and man, right. we're we're ready to just jump in there and say, uh, "Hey, I'm, I'm, that's that's got to be true." Well, you better check out your your facts because you represent God, and you better be speaking the truth. In fact, the Bible tells us the local church is the pillar and the ground of truth. So we need to make sure we speak the truth. We need, we need to make sure that we speak the truth in love. Now, I had a, a friend of mine, very wise guy, said to me one time, he said, uh, he said, uh, Dave, you need to always speak the truth, but you don't need to always be speaking. And <laughs> so there's times it's a good thing just to keep your mouth shut, you know, and, yeah. not, and not say anything uh, rather than, uh, than, than either have to lie or or uh, say something that might be offensive. You, we don't have to be offensive. I have a friend, another friend, who just says, I just say whatever's on my mind. Well, that's not a good idea either. <laughs> there, there may be some things on your mind that nobody else needs to know about. And so uh, we need to speak the truth. So n- number one, we need to know the truth. Number two, we need to speak the truth. And we can't speak the truth if we don't know it. That's so exactly that's right. So, so, and we, so we need to tell people how to get saved. People don't know how to get saved. People, mm. people believe... People believe all sorts of wrong things. They believe yeah. they believe that uh, abortion is a right. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a choice uh, instead of it being murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our whole culture has said um, has said. Well, you can't say things about somebody doing something wrong, somebody living together. Well, it's not doing anything but hurting themselves. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, We say that uh, homosexuality is not sin. It's a lifestyle choice. Well, no. uh, If God's word, if the truth, if God's word is truth, then it's a sin. And uh, uh, so those type of 
situations today, our morals, our ethics, have got to be based on truth, and we need to speak the truth, whether it's politically correct or not. We need to speak the truth. Then lastly, we need to live the truth. Absolutely important. We talked about this yesterday, too. It is essential that we live what we say. Mm -hmm. The world is tired of phony baloney Christians. Christians who say one thing and live something else. The preacher that's up there preaching against pornography and adultery, and we find out he's out living an immoral life. Uh, the, 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 The world has a right to look at at churches and say, if that kind of thing is happening, you're hypocrites. I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with you. And they're right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, people get mad because uh, the media holds um, holds Republicans to a higher standard sure. than um, Democrats. Mm-hmm. And you say, why do they do that? Why do they do that? They do that because Republicans claim, many, many, to be conservative and have Christian values. Well, if I'm a conservative and I have Christian values and then I run off with somebody, as compared to the person like Barney Frank who says, I'm I'm an open homosexual and this is what I do, Nobody's going to get upset. That's what right. he does. This is who he is. He claims it, and now he's he's uh, he's not. At least he's not phony about it. Mm-hmm. We need to be genuine, genuine. As people ask me, why do you think Trump is such a big deal? Why do you think he won the primary? I believe that the reason Donald Trump won the primary wasn't because he knows all the facts or because he's consistent. Uh, I believe that he won the primary because he genuinely is who he is. You, you don't see any put on. People are sure, tired yeah. of political correctness and phoniness. And though he, uh, Ted Cruz said it this way. Ted Cruz said, I really believe, this is before Ted Cruz jumped on the Trump train, but he said, I really <laughs> believe that Donald Trump believes what he says every yeah. time he says it, when he says it. Well, there's some genuineness about that that mm-hmm. is attractive. At least I know where the guy is, whether I agree with him or not. I know where he is. I have no idea where Hillary is. Uh, I, 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 I believe there's a, well, I won't go into that, but there is a, but. <laughs> That's the wisdom of yeah. what you were speaking earlier, <laughs> yeah, knowing yeah. when to speak the truth. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> but we have to live it. We have to live it. We need to live our lives right before, before ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and that means not trying to convince ourselves that something that, that is wrong is right. Yeah. And then we have to be honest with other people about who we are. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when our church first started, in fact, I told this story yesterday, when our church first started, uh, I, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and I had done some things that, I was, that I would, I'm not proud of as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was thrown in juvenile hall uh, for, uh, for stealing a stop sign. I did some other things. that. Which, uh, yeah. for, for our younger listeners, would you explain what juvenile hall is? The juvenile hall is a place where people go if they steal things or if they do something <laughs> wrong, if they, if they lie or if they, if they get, get caught doing something wrong. It's a bad place to be, and it's a horrible place. Yes. Uh, I, when I when I went in there, there was it. I was told to sleep on a cement pad, and it was the wow. only time I ever got arrested in my life, and I never wanted to ever go back How there again. How long were you there? Just uh, for probably six or eight hours. Six or eight it, it hours. It was enough for me to learn my lesson. That is, I'm glad that you did. So, yeah. So there's things. It there's things that that I did wrong. 
when I when our church was probably not even two years old, uh, we were having a church social uh, at our facility, and we ran out of ice. And so I ran down with one of the members of our church down to a uh, to a Smith Food King here in town, and to get some ice. Yeah. And I was picking the ice up, and we were walking out of the uh, thing, and I heard David Tice, David Tice, and I looked up, and there was a lady up on a on an elevated platform putting stuff away. She said, David Tice, what are you doing in a suit? And I looked up, and it was a girl that I knew in junior high. Wow. I said, what am I doing in a suit? I'm a pastor. I didn't know who she was at, at first. <laughs> she said, you're a what? I said, I'm a pastor. She started laughing out loud. She said, David Tice is a pastor? You're kidding. Wait till I tell everybody. It was like, <laughs> I can't wait to get back to the old gang and tell them David Tice is a pastor of a church. Well, um... There's things that I did before I got saved that yeah. I uh, that I'm ashamed of that I, yeah. I, I'm, but uh, or that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't really want everybody in the world to know about. There's there's things I d- I've done after I got saved that I wish I wouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, so, we, but we have to be honest about that. I'm so glad that guy looked at me and said, "Whoa, those things you say about yourself are true." <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it, it's we have to be honest. We have to be genuine with other people, and we certainly have to be honest with God. You cannot pull the shades over God's eyes. He knows exactly who you are and what you are doing. And genuineness is so, so important. So God tells us to put on this belt of truth. We will be defeated. Satan knows what we've done wrong. Mm -hmm. The the demons that follow us around know what we've done wrong. And he will use that to trip you up if you don't live in truth. It's absolutely important. Okay, so truth. We started with the belt of truth. What's coming up next week? Are we just working our way through the armor? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is going to last for five or six weeks or uh-huh. three or four weeks, but um, next week we're going to talk about the putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness, okay. And so uh, very, very important. Truth needs to be followed by righteousness. Righteousness is taking truth and applying it to my life. And we'll talk about that next Sunday. Very, very intriguing. One thing that I always found interesting in the whole Armor of God list is that Paul, while he mentions the helmet, doesn't specifically assign anything to the big Roman feather things. So I just thought you as my pastor might be able to uh, um, enlighten me. As to why why the, why are the feathers why don't they get anything? Well, I you know what I'll just have to, maybe because they they <laughs> they blow in the wind and, <laughs> and and we as Christians are supposed to stand fast in the Lord just you know just off the top of my head unless I've he was just thought about but I will Here's as what part I will of the do. helmet I want to I want to find out why the Romans I'm going to look up and why the Romans had the feathers. Well, I'm assuming like depending on your rank. Based, I am basing all this knowledge only on movies that I have seen where people have varying degrees of feathering things on the top of their helmet so it looked like rank determined how many feathers they got so well, that's very know. interesting sort of like 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 the native americans i, I yes yes so <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay well that's interesting all right well maybe we'll find out thank you for being here i think we're going to have you back uh, next week again hopefully to talk about uh, righteousness and following up the truth with righteousness and at some point we're going to talk about noah's ark which oh. will be intriguing. Yeah, oh, so. that was amazing to be All able right. to go to Noah's Ark to see actually actually Ken Ham's Ark, but the, no, the duplicate no. <laughs> of, of Noah's. It it's amazing 
Uh, well, don't don't tell us yet, though. Okay. Don't tell us yet. We're, we're we're out of time in this segment, but I will have you back, and then we'll talk about the about Ken Ham's arc. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Right after this break, you're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM in Las Vegas. All right, that was Chris Tomlin with At the Cross, one of his Love Ran Red acoustic sessions. So I wanted to I wanted to keep I wanted to jump back to before our our segment with Pastor there. Hope you enjoyed that. He'll, hopefully we'll have him uh, back again next week as we continue through the Armor of God and our Weapons of Our Warfare series that he's doing here at Liberty. Um I I wanted to jump back to a couple things about the the Trump tax returns and some ironies. Uh, related to the Clinton, the Clintons in that regard, but I I've run out of time. So if you come back, if you tune in tomorrow, I will get to those things. Also tomorrow, we're going to have Pastor Josh Tice has returned, or is returning rather, from Southern Hills by popular demand. He is back. It is also our 200th episode, so we're going to be doing some fun things, some first things for us ever for this year. And later this week, we'll have Tara Ross. She uh, she has written some really fantastic books on the Electoral College, understanding the Electoral College. Um, well, I won't give it away, but she's going to be coming up. You're really going to enjoy her. Also on Friday, we're giving away her children's book, Helping Kids Understand the Electoral College Process. It's so good. It's a kid's book about the Electoral College. You do not want to miss your chance to win that book on Friday. That is our Friday giveaway. I'll give you a hint so you can start studying. The trivia question on Friday is going to be related to the Electoral College. See? See? Now now you can start studying if you would like. Also, have to let you know this before we go. Today is National Taco Day. This makes me very happy because I love tacos. What makes me very sad is despite a vast web search, I have yet to find one location in Las Vegas that is giving away free tacos of any kind for National Taco Day. Nobody's giving away free tacos. That hurts my heart. Like, it's National Taco Day. But there are all kinds of taco deals out there. There's just no free ones. The best deal I have found is uh, On the Border Mexican Grill is doing their mini crispy tacos for 50 cents all day. And there's no limits to how many you can buy there. Uh, Rubio's, I believe, is the next best as far as price-wise. They're doing their fish tacos for $1.75 all day. Those are normally 3 bucks a piece. So, um, Del Taco... From 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. is doing three of their value tacos for $1.29. So actually, I guess that's the best deal if you take it uh, per taco. So if you would like to celebrate National Taco Day, there are some ways in which you can participate. One last time, let me remind you that this Sunday, October 9th, is our Harvest Fair celebration here at Liberty Baptist Church. We're going to be giving away free pumpkins, free pony rides. Well, we're not... I guess we are giving away free pony rides, depending on how you look at it. We'll also have a free bedding zoo, free bounce houses, free games, all kinds of fantastic stuff going on. So hopefully you and your family can join us, invite your friends. I mean, who doesn't want a free pumpkin? I mean, maybe you don't, but your friend might. So invite them or, or give them your free 
Pumpkin. That's all the time we have left for today. Thank you for being here. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place, kvxl101.com. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search at The Friddle Show. This is Steve Green with Find Us Faithful. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.